Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And this is October, is it Octoberthon, and we're doing lots of extra episodes, and it's all chaos and chaotic, and oh my god, I'm so tired. It is. <laughs> we're always tired at the end of the month, although that feels a bit fake to say that this time, because we're recording a lot of these episodes in advance. <laughs> but still, I'm sure I'll be tired by the time this airs. I, I'm, I'm sure. positive of it. So... Much like we did the Slumber Party Massacre trilogy last year, we did all three <laughs> movies in October. This year, we're doing all three Reanimator movies, and this is the second of those movies. This is Braid of Reanimator. Mm-hmm. The first one, presumably it went up last week, and this is now the second one. I have not seen this one before. Uh, this was a first-time watch for me. I'd only seen the original. I'd seen the original a few times, but the the sequels I'd never gotten to. Uh, had you seen this one before? Uh, not this one. Uh, or oh, okay. <laughs> if I did see it, I'd forgotten everything okay uh, <laughs> i i specifically remember I, I have a friend um who who's a big fan of all these movies and i specifically remember you know we sat down and watched beyond reanimator but um I, I don't know if he didn't have bride or if um for whatever reason we didn't watch that one but uh yeah i specifically remember watching the third one but not this one okay uh so we'll start spoiler free as we always do and we'll warn you somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers so I actually didn't expect anyone but Jeffrey Combs to be back, so I was actually kind of surprised that uh, Dan was back as one of the main characters, and even the the head of of uh, what was his name, Doctor uh, Hill. 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 There you go. Hill. There you go. Another <laughs> Hill. There you go. Yeah, he he's back. In fact, the movie opens with like, well, I mean, it's not until the title sequence, but you see like his head just floating in, in like a black <laughs> screen, saying, "This was you, West. I'm coming for you, West." <laughs> And I'm like, okay, all right. And it's it's set eight months after the first film, and they they refer to the the the, the events of the first film as a massacre that happened at the mm-hmm. hospital that's still been investigated. And we see that West and Dan were in uh, South America at a civil war, <laughs> uh, as as medical volunteers, but secretly were experimenting. And it seems that Dan Dan's a lot more along for the ride. Presumably Meg died, mm-hmm. you know, at the start of the, you know because obviously he tried to save her at the end of the last one. But clearly mm-hmm. that didn't work, and they're they're trying their tests out on various bodies. Although Dan still seems shocked and horrified by everything that West does. Still, I'm like, you've yeah. been with him for eight months doing these weird experiments. I feel like by this yeah. point you should be used to it. Mm-hmm. And you know, they, they 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 try they get a lizard that West is hoping will be <laughs> the key ingredient to to perfecting the formula, and they come back. And most of the movie surprisingly set at the same hospital again. There's a lot of the same mm. hospital, uh, but they also have their new apartment, which is actually at the side of a cemetery, because of course it is. <laughs> and they basically they get this this weird plan. West specifically, just as Dan's ready to like quit and say, "I'm not doing this anymore," he's like, "No, no, no. We can build a new person. We can build. Mm. We can take part." Because there's, there's like a hint in the hospital that some body parts have been going missing. And of course, I immediately went, "Oh, of course." In fact, I laugh because the guy who's in charge of the morgue says who would want to steal body parts and it cuts immediately to west like creeping behind the door and i was like yep yeah <laughs> that's the guy so he gets this idea and he, and he convinces dan by saying hey we'll build this new woman out of body parts but we'll use what did you love about meg you loved her heart and he pulls out meg's heart that he's got in a bag 
and we'll use Meg's yeah. heart to build this new body. And I immediately had some critiques of this because I'm like, of course, <laughs> there's the whole thing about the heart being, like, you know, the, the 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 source of love and all the rest. That, that's all a metaphor. It's not real. <laughs> like the heart doesn't actually have anything to do right. with a person's personality or who they are or the soul or any such nonsense. It's about pumping <laughs> blood throughout the body. <laughs> that's it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like holes you can. <laughs> you know uh point at with this plot like especially like yeah obviously dan's like you know probably love struck and grief stricken and everything but at the same time he is still a man of science so yes (laughs) because i I get that the west is just saying this maybe to convince him but like dan buying into this is like come on dan you're you're a doctor you're a surgeon (laughs) <laughs> like come on uh but yeah so that's how he convinces them to stick around and of course they are slowly building their their body out of parts uh, meanwhile there's a detective who's determined to solve the, the the massacre and his own wife who was a cadaver at the, the, the hospital uh got reanimated and they actually have a couple of the reanimated corpses kind of in containment like they actually have like a, oh, yeah. like a, a blocked off like hospital room Mm-hmm. um so he's like out, so it's personal for him and he's convinced that west and dan are involved in some way so he's investigating them throughout the film uh, and that's kind of the gist of it that is the gist of and there's a new love interest actually there's like a, someone that they met in in uh, peru or whatever uh mm-hmm. is uh is, is is come to visit dan and she's this italian lady who's who's obsessed <laughs> with him and madly in love uh so yeah so, so, so he's, he's he's helping west build a body to replace his like ex-girlfriend who died but mm-hmm. he's also falling for this Italian lady, uh, yeah. and th- th- it never once occurs to him that maybe, hey, maybe I should call off this whole body thing because there's an actual, you know, living, breathing woman who mm-hmm. is very passionately into me. Uh, maybe yeah. that's what we should do. But anyway, mm-hmm. Tim, yeah, did you enjoy *Braid of Reanimator*? Uh, I would say, for the most part, yeah. Um, it, it it's kind of weird because. Uh, I do think the movie's kind of a mess. Like, uh, and and actually, I watched on the uh, Blu-ray. I think there was like a you know one of those like ten-minute behind-the-scenes things where like you know uh, Brian Yuza, uh basically talked about the movie and making it. And I think they uh, like had like a really short time frame to hmm. you know kind of come up with a script and get this out. Actually, funny thing they mentioned like the original idea for it sounded absolutely crazy where it involved like them having to reanimate the president like uh reagan was the president at the time and like he gets shot and like uh you know like everyone uh you know in in real life he did get shot but he survived but in the movie is like he actually died but then like the government asks these guys to reanimate which (laughs) that uh, sounds pretty crazy but might have been interesting yeah I mean, um, that sounds like a fun idea it, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of like remember those rumors of jurassic park 4 before world came out for like, oh, years God. as the government are going yeah. to like you know put lasers on their heads and they're going to be like smart dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. and i mean there's kind of elements of that in jurassic world one and two yeah. but it's not as extreme as the the rumors were for a long time uh <laughs> but uh yeah ba- basically though i would say like this movie um it's the plot is just it, it's kind of bad uh, and <laughs> like the a, a lot of it is just kind of like echoing like the same beats of the first movie uh and but uh, the stuff that does shine out for me is like um you know obviously uh jeffrey combs is still great as herbert west like it's mm-hmm. anytime he's on screen it's pretty enjoyable and 
um when it gets really crazy towards the end and like uh, like all the gore and kind of the you know makeup and like uh, the effects and stuff like that looked really cool and was a lot of fun yeah the effects so. are good there's a lot of stuff in this where they they basically make like little like mutated things that look like hands connected to feet that move around on their own and yeah. stuff like that there's a lot of little things like that where they're really effective and look quite good yeah so so overall i would say like it, it's hard to i don't know like like praise it too much because uh yeah there's definitely like a lot of stuff that's like oh why are you doing this or whatever but um but overall i do think it is like an enjoyable watch definitely a step down from the first movie but i, I still had fun with it yeah it's not bad i feel like uh, I'd agree that the plot is definitely kind of like thrown together and feels a bit of a mess, kind of like the the Frankenstein create creation itself. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I I felt like every time it cut to the detective doing his investigation, I felt like this is like a different movie. Why? <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, like you can definitely. Um, it's not a bad plot to have, but the 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 guy that played the detective um not that he's like a, a bad actor but i don't really think it was that great in this role yeah it didn't feel um, like he fit here it was it was yeah it was kind of strange it didn't feel like he fit in and in, in this movie um i i think the other critique would be would be pacing i think the first movie's got such a tight structure yeah such a tight pacing that builds and gets more ridiculous as it goes i feel like this one because it's in this weird place where we already had the first movie it feels the need to do some outrageous things at the start and then it kind of it's, it's almost like it's buying time until it's ready to animate the body like there's, there's less progression yeah. where in the first one like it's like dan kind of like stumbles into what west is up to that stumbles into the first like experiment which ends up killing the dean which stumbles mm. into hell finding out who's after who's after meg which stumbles into the big wacky ending with the severed head and everything going like it all kind of knocks into each other very very neatly and it, it, it yeah. keeps uh, crescendoing this movie is kind of like okay here's the idea we're going to build this body and then a good chunk of the movie is kind of like waiting to get to the point where we're ready to do that as opposed mm-hmm. to like actually naturally building like that's when it shifts to a lot of the detective stuff and the love interest coming to see him for dinner mm-hmm. and that stuff i mean it's not there's nothing inherently terrible about it it just kind of feels like we're spinning our wheels a little bit to get to the the good yeah. stuff um, especially when you can kind of see where it's going with a lot of it you, you know the detective is probably going to die at some point and they're going to reanimate him <laughs> in some way yeah you know that's going to happen to some extent um you know and there's not enough of hell's head because almost every scene with hell's head is great but there's not enough yeah. of it and uh, you know it's funny something else they mentioned on like the behind the scenes stuff is mm. um I, I believe it was that actor had actually reached out to uh yuza uh and was kind of like oh so like you're doing another movie so is there a part for me can i get in it and he was kind of like what are you talking about like we like we killed you in the last movie like we threw your head against the wall and like it went splat but then he was like well all right we'll make it work (laughs) so i thought that was kind of funny yeah i mean it's such a big part of the first movie that it was nice to have him back and he's undeniably one of the better elements of this one so i I can't i can't really fault it um, I just noticed. I just noticed in the credits, by the way, the guy who uh, runs the morgue in this one is called Doctor Graves, which I just—it's a bit on the nose. <laughs> okay. But, bit on the nose, but I'll 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 yeah. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um, I. So now, um, the this guy Brian Yusa, um, I so I think he was like you know a big like a uh, producer or something on the first one. Yeah, yeah, he produced the first um, one. And then you know he's kind of taking over the reins in this one. I feel like he's. 
I feel like there's some stuff I want to compliment him on and then some stuff like I I don't like I, I don't know if he's like the best director but I do like uh, I liked that there was um like some of the way that this movie looked like it kind of felt like a little bit like a Jalo movie like there's really bright colors mm. in it um like there's like this one one scene where he I was going to say that I think I agree with that there's, there's, there's some scenes towards the end with the Frankenstein creation herself that I think look really good in how it's shot yeah. um, very very like strong reds and origins and it's just like it's almost demonic like screaming out in pain kind of like yeah. you know it, I thought that was really effective I thought the stuff there's like, there like a sort of finger hand monster with an eyeball <laughs> at one point which, and all that stuff looked really good so yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm concurring yeah, so there's like some like like uh, I like the way like a lot of stuff like that looked, but then uh, also stuff like um, I, yeah, I just didn't think maybe he was uh, the best with like some of the actors, and then um, this movie seemed uh, a lot more quiet to me. Like it seemed like there was just scenes where yeah, it was just like you know the, there was like you know like no background or ambient music or anything. It just kind of like stood out to me as being a, a little weird mm. where. Like, not like the first movie had, like, a, an amazing score. Like, definitely, like, the main, you know, theme music and stuff you recognize. Which but does come it, back, of course. It's the, that's the yeah. opening theme again, is the, the same music. But uh, but I also didn't really remember any, like, you know, very stark, like, oh, this feels quieter stuff. Where there's a couple times in this movie, it kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does, despite... Like, there's a big spike in how outrageous it gets in the last like 20 30 minutes but yeah <laughs> i think the first movie again going back to the pacing and the escalation the first movie it kept like topping itself and escalate you know in terms of the outrageousness and it, it constantly felt like it was being outrageous right from the word go it felt like we're seeing outrageous things and it kept getting more outrageous but this one it felt like there'd be big lulls and the outrageous stuff i guess is what i'm saying yeah like yeah, after the after the, the it's like whenever it cut to the lab and it was Combs doing something. Uh, he'd have the hand-foot monster, he'd have the little eyeball thing with the fingers. Like, that stuff was great, but it felt very comp- compartmentalised, where it would be like, here's the main plot we're following, and then it would cut back to Jeffrey Combs in his lab doing something crazy. Just just to fill a quote, just to say, okay, so it's, be- it's been five minutes since the last outrageous thing, so here's an outrageous thing that's separate from everything else, just so we can have an outrageous effect on the screen. Uh, yeah. It didn't feel like it was as integrated into the main plot, and I guess that's kind of my biggest problem with the movie. Is it feels a little bit decomp or compartmentalized. I guess is what I'm trying you to say. Say decomposed. Yes, decomposing. <laughs> yes, the movie's decomposed. Uh, but yeah, so that was weird. And you know, like the new love interest is just kind of there, so that there's like a, a an innocent person who's like in danger, and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll yeah go uh go into it like a bit more. Um, spoilers, yeah. Yeah, but it, it does feel weird to have the main kind of point of this movie is I, I mean it's called Bride of Reanimator, so it is yeah kind of like this whole thing is you know uh, making this bride to uh, again uh, you know, kind of keep Dan around because you know he was so heartbroken over Meg and everything. So it is weird to shoehorn another love interest when it's like oh I thought the kind of yeah the point was him uh, you know reanimating this love, but I don't know. Yeah, and, and it, like if the point, if the if the story was going to be that oh no, he falls for someone else and realizes he's the error of his ways, um, and then tries to stop it, then kill. But he, he never actually does try to stop it. He, he's kind of still like, yeah. he's in awe when it happens. He's like, oh my god, she's alive. Um, <laughs> so it's, you know, and obviously reanimator. There's a lot of comparisons to Frankenstein, which is why they titled the second one the same as you know they they, they borrowed title Bride of Frankenstein for it, essentially, uh, yeah. which which makes sense. 
so yeah, that, that, those would be my big complaints, I think. But there is there is fun scenes. There's definitely things I enjoy in there. Like I say, all, all the the weird concoctions, the 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 the, the, the body parts that are on their own moving around all that stuff looks great um mm-hmm. with some nice visuals mm-hmm. towards the end and there's the, and jeffrey combs is great uh yeah. as you said so and it still has like some um like one of you know the another good thing about the you know first movie is uh, it, it is definitely a horror movie but there are some like uh humor elements mm. and um and I, I thought that you know they still kept some of the humor in this too which uh, was nice yeah, I, I think you didn't have as good a script and you didn't have as good a director, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what made it fall down um, compared to the first one. So that's what I was about to say. But I, I guess with that, though, we'll give the spoiler warning and we'll go into spoilers for the movie. Um, so early on in the film, they introduced this this terminal patient, this 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 woman who Dan's taking like a, a personal interest in. He's like, I'm going to it's save like- you, I promise. <laughs> It's almost like a third love interest. It kind of is because she's she's kind of oddly like flirting with him, even though she's on her deathbed. And he's like, "Oh, you look good. You've even put on makeup." And she's like, "Oh well, my head's the only part of me that's well." And then I love that Jeffrey Combs because like with the, with the, the light, he's like, "Yep, you're quite right. The the, the, the head's quite well." And then just sort of butts back out. Uh, and then of course she ends up being the head of the the, the Frankenstein, which I, I guess that's the point of it is that once the creation was made, we had to like kind of connect with it in some way so it's the head of the person we were kind of introduced to um yeah now i i don't want to like complain too much about it because it's like you know it is what it is like it's a kind of horror movie that just kind of you know takes up and goes but i do have a lot of questions like from the last movie like um uh, like one like kind of like how did west survive because it definitely didn't seem like i mean it doesn't say like one way or another if he you know dies or not at the end but it definitely leaves like a little like you know all right he's not really in like a good spot and then like also like i don't know like how are they still together like why were they in uh south america in the beginning for like two seconds and then like why are they coming back like i feel like there's a lot of questions that I don't know, maybe you're not supposed to think about it too much, but yes. we wanted a sequel, so Jeffrey Combs is still yeah. alive. That's that's your answer, Tim. All right, because <laughs> um, he's, he's kind of in a similar place at the end of this one, where he's presumably buried under the rubble. But I mean, yeah. we know he's back to the third one, so whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and like, I mean, for for it being what it is, like, I, I get that it's just kind of like, eh, don't worry about it too much. Like, here we are, we're having fun, let's go. But at, at the same time, I can't help but have, like, some questions yeah. about how we got from the first one to this one. Yeah, that's that's, that's fair. Also, it's like, wouldn't they wouldn't they kind of be, like, wanted men? <laughs> like, uh, Yeah, kinda. like, no one really <laughs> suspects them. And not only did, did they not get arrested or anything... They they're actually working at the hospital as doctors. They've been they've been hired. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be one thing if it was like, oh well, you know, we had to move to Seattle, you know, because of the incident or something. But it's like, yeah, we're at the same place. Yes, and no no one even questions except this one detective, who's kind of a poor actor and you know snoops around a lot, um, to the point where he actually forces the new love interest into like the room with his dead wife. Um, and then later on, they try and like, make us like feel better about him dying because like nah, like the wife didn't fall down the stairs. The wife was beaten to death by him, um, and then he becomes reanimated and it's whatever. Which of course leads to the kind of the plot is that finally when the head comes back into it, when Hill comes back into it, mm-hmm. he takes control of all the the reanimated people that are kicking around. So he's got like a little army. Yeah, but then the Which, best, I mean... but the best part of course, is that he fuses his head. 
with a reanimated <laughs> bat, so he's now a flying head with bat wings. <laughs> that's a, that's the thing that's happening. He's like, he's like, yeah. aha, West, I've come for you, West. You can't stop me now. Kind of reminds me. Uh, I think it was you know before this movie, but it kind of reminds me of like Gremlins two, where you know it's like, all right, how can we go like bigger, crazier? Oh, it's after. With this. Oh, it is after. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gremlins took him after this. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's why I meant. That's oh, so what yeah. you meant. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was kind of. I was thinking of that a little bit because like, oh yeah, like they're just really like amping up uh, everything. Mm. <laughs> and I like the. Um, <laughs> like the the dog with the human hand and yeah <laughs> all this kind of crazy stuff <laughs> well like a cat got got in the last one so it was only fair that a dog got killed in this one yeah which like uh you know i, I thought that was like a you know it, it looks cool and everything but i guess maybe a little bit of a complaint i have is it feels like maybe they're trying to mirror the first movie too much like yeah you know to like you know i, I love the dog and everything but yeah, at one point, you know, kind of feels like, all right, well, you know, we need to have a guy snooping around again. We need to have a love interest with a pet again, you know. And I don't know. Yeah. E- even like the, you know, the original scene where, uh, you know, because uh, originally it was Wes that's like uh, dissecting the bat, right? And then like it kind of like gets loose and like you know, is flying all over the place. And like that kind of reminded me of like, you know, uh, when the cat scene first gets reanimated in the first movie. It actually movie. wasn't West. It was Graves who was testing the bat. It was tested because he found some of the reanimator goop. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so he was, he was trying to find out what it was and then he ended up fighting with the bat. And then he ends yeah. up getting the head alive and he's like, hey, assistant dude who's like a, a surfer style guy who's always chewing gum. Oh. Who, who, <laughs> who never really goes anywhere. He's like, he's just there in a lot of scenes where like, you know, Wes comes to get like a body part. He's like, oh, so-and-so wants you. I'll take care of the body. He's like, all right, bro. And he just leaves. And that's like, <laughs> he doesn't even die. He's just, he's just kind of there as this goofy character. Which yeah. is fine, whatever. Not everyone needs to die. Mm-hmm. He get out of this alive. He, you know, he he's he's laughing his ass off. He's he's good. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a question. So so love interest uh, Francesca mm-hmm. comes over to make dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, all while West is in the basement, you know, doing Frankenstein esque shit. Mm-hmm. But she's making dinner with uh with Dan, and she ends up kissing him. It cuts to a love scene. They're having sex. And then later on, she comes down into the basement, sees the reanimated, you know, corpse, the the Frankenstein woman and mm-hmm. is like oh my god you're sick and she wants to run away and she thinks dan's psychotic as well and then by the end of the movie she's just kind of like forget you know forgiven him and she's like in his arms like and he's like holding yeah. her and they're in madly in love in fact at one point <laughs> like the 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 frankenstein bride gets so like jealous because she's like going near dan that she comes mm-hmm. over and like hits her away and it turns into a cat fight and <laughs> then so they're throwing each other around specifically like you know uh, the, the, the monster's throwing her around because she's stronger and mm. Wes goes up to Dan and goes your girlfriend doesn't have a chance yeah. <laughs> our, our, our woman is, is superior in every way and I'm like in what way yeah she's like uh, it, it's kind of weird because it's like um, you, you know he seems like so proud of this creation and it's like alright even if it was like you know like uh, had like even if it was like the same soul or, or something as like the woman he he loved like it's still like this like exposed like bloody corpse like I I, yeah. find, I would find it really hard to like still love something like that when when he rejects her later he's like oh I don't want your body 
And I'm like, yeah. I just, I, yeah, just lay it on thick, Dan. Don't, don't, don't uh, sugarcoat it in any way. And then, then she kind of rejects her body, and mm. as soon as she starts like like ripping apart, uh, mm. Wes is just because he's trying to fight off the the hordes of like reanimated corpses <laughs> that are trying to fight their way into the the basement at this point. He's like, Dan, record the time for for data purposes. <laughs> uh, rejecting tissue. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, he's still got a scientific mind. I'll give him that. I'll mm. give him that much. Uh, but actually, probably my favorite shot in the movie is when the body's ripping apart and she's on like the table and there's like this red light and it's this really demonic kind of yeah. scream that's happening as she's ripping apart it felt very almost like hr giger-esque the way it was like doing I this see that. Yeah. um but I, I thought that's when it was visually perked up quite a bit for me i was like oh okay that looked quite cool yeah uh, yeah that stuff looked really great uh actually one of the scenes i really liked was when uh uh, West is showing him like the body for the first time, and he's like very proud of it, and he's kind of going through all the different parts. Oh yeah, and the feet of a ballerina who, could, who didn't <laughs> but, think she was good enough, so she cut off her own feet and then yeah. bled to death. But like, it, it, it's just so funny though, because it starts off pretty strong, but then like by the time it gets to the end, he's just like, yeah, like the feet of the ballerina, the womb of the virgin, which is kind of weird. But then like when he gets to the end, he's like the arms of a waitress. It's like, okay. <laughs> Like, Actually, that... <laughs> not only that at the very end because it's, it's different arms when he gets to the last arm he basically just speculates he doesn't know he's like oh, yeah. this mysterious hand what could she have been could she have been an artist maybe and I'm like yeah. maybe sure like what's the chances that anyone's an artist <laughs> maybe yeah. um, and then uh, like one of the other hands he was like the hand of a lawyer and he goes case dismissed and it's like so like <laughs> it's he like Combs sells it so well because like he does it like so elegant and with a straight face that like you can't help but love it, but it's so like stupid. Yeah, the one that really cracked me up is like, oh, and these these thighs of a prostitute who are oh yeah, the the pimp killed her after a dispute uh, last week, and just who who knows how many bodies these legs were wrapped around, and I'm like, why is that a selling point? Why is that a selling point? I don't understand. Yeah. But somehow, it, somehow this convinces Dan to stick yeah. around and go, you know what, yeah, this reanimator, yeah. let's put Meg's heart in there and I'll, I'll maybe yeah. maybe think about giving her one. I don't know. Really, like, I, I think if I was Dan, I, I think I would have just been like, you know what, this is all you, man. Like, it, it definitely seems like more your thing. <laughs> like, Yeah, um, it's just weird. It's, it never feels like he's really on board. He just kind of keeps going along with yeah. things and then starts to question it too late. <laughs> Um, and of course we said this in the first movie I, th- I think it's even more true here that the, the, the female characters are definitely not like great oh, yeah. examples of, of mm. you know role models or anything they're, they're there to serve the plot of the men it's just kind of the way it is yeah. um, like like even the uh, the bride like once it gets uh, reanimated like you know you could have had her had like some agency or something like maybe she rejects yeah. them or something uh, but you know instead she's just kind of like this lovesick like oh why don't you want me Dan kind of yeah thing. and then it turns into a cat fight with a cracking joke yeah. for the cat fight <laughs> and admittedly the, the joke did make me laugh because it was kind of funny but um, oh, yeah. it, it is worth pointing out again that it is definitely not a, a feminist film I guess is for sure say. Yeah. Um, but hey uh yeah, it's kind of a it's a weird it's a weird mess. It's kind of a weird yeah. mess. Um, but it's not necessarily always a it's not a bad weird mess or a hard to watch weird mess. There's definitely th- yeah. things to enjoy in there. Yeah, like a, it, it's um you know it's uh it's it's longer than the first one. Like it it's only you know ninety minutes instead of like eighty five or whatever. But like, <laughs> uh, but it definitely like you know it wasn't boring. It didn't drag. Um, yeah, it, it didn't make me angry. There, there were flaws, but overall, it's still, I think it's still good, still enjoyable. There's yeah, enough it, there that it didn't do any of those things. But I do think I was zoning out a little bit more. Like I wasn't necessarily paying attention mm-hmm. as always as much as I should have been 
uh, or as yeah, it was in the first one. You know, I was maybe checking my phone a bit more often because I was like, eh, you know, like, you know, I, you know, there's a whole like five to ten minute sequence of the detective telling Francesca about what might have happened at the massacre, and I'm like, yeah. okay, we kind of know all this information. You know, this is not really for us. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. You, you could have just yeah. cut away as soon as he started talking to her. And then have her be doubtful later on. But that's the thing. This is before she comes to dinner. So she comes to dinner and still has sex with Dan. Like it actually affects nothing. It affects nothing. This scene. Yeah, and yeah, I think definitely the cop uh, was the weakest part of yeah. the movie. Like all, all his stuff was a little boring. Like um, you know the I, I mean like the one good scene with him was probably like when yeah he's over the house and like the little you know thing with the the fingers and the eyeballs and stuff is kind of scurrying around and. You know, they're kind of trying to make sure he doesn't see it. Like, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's, it's, funny, it's basically but... the Faulty Towers scene where uh, Basil's trying to catch the rat in the dining hall without anyone noticing, knowing there's a rat. It's basically that scene. Mm, I've I never seen Faulty Towers, but... Uh, you'd like it, Tim. I think it appealed to your sense of humour. It's uh, John Cleese, yep. right? That's it? It's only 12 yeah. episodes as well, so it's not a... Oh, really? It's, oh. Not, it's not a big commitment to watch. It's 12 half-hour episodes, so... Uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely like him. It's just one of those things I never... Yeah, get around to but no, it's, it's good stuff. Um, also, it's fun to watch a sitcom from the seventies now and just see how oh, yeah. different <laughs> things are. Um, that that old classic thing where the couples are sleeping in two separate beds because we can't have couples sleeping together on TV. Oh no, no, no! It was a it was a British sitcom though, right? Like they they couldn't do that over there. You know? Um, I mean, I actually don't know if that was a rule at the time or if if the if the point mm-hmm. was their marriage is just in a bad place and they don't, <laughs> so they don't want to sleep in the same bed. Yeah. Like oh, that may have been the case, but I, I feel like it may have been a thing in the seventies and you know yeah. whatever. Um, like I, I know definitely like in a, a you know America it, it was. I just didn't know if it extended to other places. My cat's uh, moving the like, camera around. Oh, say your uh, your room's starting to collapse. Yeah, the, the sneaky little <laughs> ginger shit that he is. I can see you, Firefly. I see you behind that TV. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I have much more to say about uh, Braid of Frankenstein. It's kind of, it, it kind of, I mean, it took, it, it, sorry, Braid of Reanimator. <laughs> so there's a slip, I think there's a fair slip to make. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of like, it feels like a sequel that was rushed out, although bizarrely it was actually four years later. Because the first one was 85 yeah. and this one was 89. So mm-hmm. even though it feels like there was a, a bunch of time, it feels like it was a, one that was rushed out. And as a result, it feels like it was kind of slapped together in terms of plot to just kind of work. It's like it felt like it was kind of the obvious idea, like oh, the obvious idea. Yeah, we'll do Braid of of Reanimator, and it'll be yeah. like you know the Frankenstein creation, and like okay, sure, but I don't know if they just put enough time out of the script to actually make it you know completely work. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's fair. I I think they, I I do think uh, yeah, that little featurette thing I was watching. I I do think they said that. You know they were on a time crunch. They did have to rush it. So I, you know, even though yeah, it is like several years after the first one. I think for whatever reason they still only had like a limited time frame once they decided to do the movie, which I think you can kind of feel like yeah the rush that's in there. Um, even just in the sets, the fact that they're at the same hospital and then those the, the one yeah. new house with the basement, and that's basically where the movie set for the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of feel that the word like oh how do we get this to work and you know, and even when they're in peru you don't see peru you're just, you're just in like a tent you're in the the military yeah. tent the, the whole time which is fine like i'm not really criticizing that i'm just it's just it's not it's more evidence to suggest that yeah this was kind of rushed and kind of slapped together in a lot of ways um yeah but not, not a terrible watch by any means so um, oh, no, definitely not. i guess we should rate it tim what, what would you rate braid of reanimator <sighs> 
Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, really like the first one. Um, you went pretty high with that one. Uh, oh, you went, do... you went like silly high. You went like 9 or 9.5 or something like that. Yeah, and uh, I'll stand by that. I think it's a really, really, you know, good, you know, tight movie that holds up. Uh, obviously, you can't go that high with this one. Um, but again, I don't want to go super low. Um, something in this is definitely like six territory. Uh, it's kind of just high between six, six point five. I'll, I'll give it a, a six. Uh, yeah, I'm not feeling very generous today. But it, <laughs> yeah. Still enjoyable though. It's not a bad watch. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go a little bit lower. I'd probably go with five point five. I, I think it's just a little bit better than that midway point because it does have some great effects and it has a couple of good scenes towards the end and Jeffrey Combs is still very good but the plot yeah. and the pacing are definitely messed up compared to the first one and it does pale in comparison so yeah. um, I, I can't go super high with it um, but hey uh, that is Bride of Reanimators so of course let us know what you thought of that one in the comments below like and subscribe and all that stuff uh, get us on patreon.com slash TV if you want to support the channel especially in this, this great, gracious time of Halloween of the Octoberthon um, we're pumping out all these extra episodes if you want to show your support head over to Patreon and uh, consider uh, you know becoming a patron and you get some bonus stuff you get some stuff early you get to vote once a month on a streams episode there was three votes for October uh, if you were a patron during September you had three votes you could uh, you could vote for um, oh I know I know uh, it's, it's, it's a time of giving Halloween Timmy it's a time mm. of giving if, if not candy then something else so uh, but yeah, no, you can do that. You can also support us, of course, other ways. You don't have to feel bad if you can't do that. You can, of course, watch the ads on YouTube, turn off your ad block. You can like, subscribe, comment, all the usual stuff. Share us on Twitter. Um, all of that stuff does help. Uh, but that that is us. So, of course, we'll be back very soon with another episode because it is, it is October. It's the October third. We'll be back with the third Reanimator movie, Beyond Reanimator, uh, next week. So look forward to that. So thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we'll see you next time.